Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I'm so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. So at the moment, we are in between seasons here on the show, but while we're waiting for our next official season to begin, we thought that this would be a great time to pull some of our favorite episodes out of the Girls' Night Archive. This is a great time to catch up on episodes you might have missed throughout the years or to listen to old favorites all over again. Our guests are incredible. I know that I learn something new each time I listen to an episode, even if it's one I've heard a million times before. Okay, now without any further ado, let's dive into the episode. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book, and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. 
I've been there and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing. That is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash friendship. Oh, you guys, I am so excited about what we have today on the podcast. I'm sitting here with Mari, who you guys know and love, and also someone else you know and love who's not a girl, but is the only man ever to be invited, who will ever be invited, I think, onto Girls' Night. Whoa. We're sitting here with my husband, Carl Wilson. I feel like we need a round of applause. Slow clap. Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> Carl, Carl. Yeah, that's Carl, bold. Carl, the, I'm the only Carl. guy who will ever be invited. I mean, who like, else would we Big invite? claim. I mean, maybe maybe if it was someone really great or like really interesting. I mean, we would consider it, but it, this is just not any man is going like to be able to Pope sit in this chair. Could probably come. Yeah. yeah. That's the level that I think at. if I had a yes. girls' night, I'd invite the Pope. <laughs> That's Francis, are yeah. you listening? <laughs> invite You're number one. Time. Yep. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> Bonjour. Oh, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> he's not, <laughs> he's not French. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, this has gone off the rails already. Um, so the reason that we wanted to have Carl on the podcast today is because we get questions all the time from you guys, from our readers and our listeners about... Carl and I about um how we got together, how we met, how um long we were dating, how we kept boundaries in our relationship, just all these different things. Um, y'all have so many questions for us and we don't get to answer them very often. And I feel like Carl, um, y'all haven't gotten to know Carl very well. And so I'm really excited to have him on here. Um, and we have Mari here just so that this doesn't go totally off the rails because it, mm-hmm. it absolutely could. Um, Carl and I could get just totally sidetracked. Um, so Mari actually is going to be our host for today and over again. Yeah. Taking over. And I'm really actually a bit nervous because I don't know what she's going to ask us. So (laughs) (laughs) I know that's killing you. Steph likes to be prepared. And I just decided to come up with my own questions. Yeah. She goes, just know what's coming. We're just going to ask you some questions. I'm just going to dive right in. You've decided to just give the people what they want. You've been elusive (laughs) for so long and I feel like it was intentional. Yeah. Absolutely. You're keeping an aura of mystery. Well, I, yeah, I try to, to maintain some kind of element of surprise, really. <laughs> it's not so much mystery as it is surprise. So that you can just come out with whatever you want. Everyone's just waiting on the edge of their seat. Uh-huh, the anticipation. I feel like I can hear just like the hordes of listeners. There's hordes of them. Yeah. In their cars just chanting, Carl, Carl, 
Carly. Carly's yeah. finally here listening to the podcast. So last I checked, Carl's Instagram mm-hmm. is, is accurately self-described as food and bugs. Totally. Yeah. So I was going to ask Steph, for the listeners who have maybe unsuccessfully tried to stop Carl through your Instagram. Yeah. Maybe you could give just like the quick Instagram elevator pitch, just like about this guy that you love so much. I I did my best attempt. So I was thinking I could share mine and you could edit it. <laughs> cool. It works on it for a while. I'm really glad you said food and bugs because truly his Instagram, like Carl is an amazing artist and designer. Wait, I'll say that in a second. But um, he, his Instagram really is pictures of food and pictures of bugs. Yeah. And like, that's it. That's, That's it. it. I'm just like fascinated by both. Like an annual photo of his wife, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But With a bug not, or but again, Well, yeah, exactly. But again, it's all about the mystery <laughs> and the element of surprise. It's very yeah. curated. I'm, it's impressive. Uh-huh. Okay, mine. What's so your... here's mine. Bearded Hoosier designing and laxing it up in Music City with my blonde boss babe and surprising depth of knowledge on many random topics. Okay. That's so good. It's so good. Did I miss anything? Did no. I get the essence? That's of it. Carl? That is it. There's nothing else. <laughs> well, there's, uh, no, no uh-huh. I would I would add um something about him being a designer. Um mm-hmm. Carl is uh designing and laxing it up. Yeah, designing and laxing it up. Shoot. Sorry, man. I, I missed that. Uh, like laxing him. it up. If you're unfamiliar with the term laxing it up, <laughs> let's help you. Uh, Carl played at lacrosse all the way through high school and all the way through college. He played at Georgia Tech. Um, and the whole time I've known him, he's coached high school lacrosse for, um, in the two different places we've lived, he's coached high school lacrosse. Um, and so I spend a surprising amount of time at high school lacrosse games in the spring and it's pretty great. And it's fun because Mari's husband, Drew and Carl are both from Indianapolis and they played lacrosse against each other in high school. Weirdly enough. I know. Weirdly enough. Coach know. Carl. Coach Carl, yep. Mari, I think that that description is pretty... I mean, if you're going for, like, a high-level overview... <laughs> oh, that's... Come on. I mean... <laughs> I nailed it. Are you going to change your Instagram now? Maybe. I'll, I'll afford it. Yeah, send it to me, and I'll look yeah. into it. It's pretty good. Yes. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. Yeah, all the details I want to add are already in there. I would say the surprising knowledge about everything, Carl is my go-to on everything. Like, no, that's why I added it, because Steph, pretty much anytime we're at work and a random question comes up, she'll be like, well, I'll ask Carl. And I'm like, he doesn't know about that. Like, what are you talking <laughs> like, sure enough. He always does. He does. Yeah. Carl knows everything. And uh, he gets a little bit annoyed because I don't Google things. I just ask him. You're but it's Google. like, he's trained me to do that because he always knows the answer to things. Mm-hmm. And it's everything. Like, it's surprising things. I mean, he knows how to do so many things, but he, like, like building things and mm-hmm. carpentry and anything about a house and anything not about anything. not, a little... I mean, a lot of things, but, uh, or like, I mean, everything from like Carl does this outfit match and he'll be like, no, change your shirt. And then it will. I mean, he knows <laughs> everything. So yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's pretty good. Like last night I met a volcanologist for the first time, which is a volcano expert. And I, you know, started to share my cool volcano facts with Carl, and he already knew them. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. That's cool. Go on. But uh, I don't, yeah. What would you add? No, I. I mean, I don't know. Beyond like between food, bugs, design, lacrosse, beards, and knowing everything, uh, I think you pretty much got it all covered. Hi, Perfect. No, that's. A, I mean, yeah, I don't know everything, but. Well, we're going to move into my rapid-fire question round then, and we'll find out what you do. Lightning round? Lightning round. (laughs) Where's our sound effects guy? Oh, there we go. Here he is. That's for you, Kelsey Bennett. That's a different guy. All right, so I'm going to start with just a few questions. Rapid-fire. Please limit your answers to a few words 
and take turns answering. Steph, how long have you guys been married? We have been married for three and a half years. Carl, please explain the tattoo on your leg. Oh man, I was in, I don't know how to do it. Describe it for listeners. Okay, it's a, it's a Celtic uh, Trinity knot. And I got it in Rome of all places. And the story is pretty cliche. I feel like we, I mean, as cliche as getting a tattoo in Rome is, but like <clears throat> we were backpacking, uh, through Europe. And I mean, kind of we had some time to kill. <laughs> we were, <laughs> but like I, I had wanted one for a long time. And so the, there's a longer story, but the short version is that we had been going around and traveling through Europe. And it was definitely a time of like, you know, discovery and learning about myself and who I wanted to be. It was right after I graduated from college and I had been going to all of these museums and seeing all of these and old churches and seeing all these pictures and paintings and statues of Jesus. I mean, like thousands of these and like Jesus on a cross, Jesus on a cross, Jesus on a cross, Jesus and Mary, Jesus on a cross. And that's a huge part of the story, but my, where I was in life of discovering who God is and who I felt like God is in my life was smashing into this picture that I was seeing over and over and over in these churches and museums and stuff like that. And at the intersection of that, I kind of, you know, at this point in life was like, I think this just like God is bigger than this. God is bigger than the picture that we usually paint of him. God is bigger than the, the like classic Jesus on a cross. And obviously that's like a very important piece of the story, but that's not the whole story. Like it doesn't start there and it doesn't end there. Mm -hmm. And I fit into this somehow. And, and there are other pieces. There's a, there's a Trinity at work here, right? Like there's, there's Jesus, but then there's also God, the father and the Holy spirit. And I'm trying to figure out what their relationship is to each other and what my relationship is to them. And so that's why I got it. It's this symbol of this, like both the history, it's like a very old historical symbol, but it also has kind of like, it's folksy and there's this, like, it's complex and it, I think it represents like more um, than just that. Like it's, I have no problem with you know, like cross tattoos and stuff like that. But for me, it's like, yeah, that's one piece of the story, yes. but I'm interested in like this bigger ongoing narrative. Ooh, good answer. <laughs> not rapid. No, not rapid. <laughs> but, but you made up for it. Yeah, the it's cool hard thing to... about this is that um I know man, this is off the rails already. But um one, I feel like you need to know, like you said on the back of his like, it's like on the back of his calf, just so you don't think it's like all the way up the back of it's his not calf large, but yeah. It takes up his whole life. No, it's um, not large. The other thing that's cool no, is that not. Carl took this trip around Europe mm-hmm. um and like discovered so many things about himself and about about God. Um and he was actually there um, you did it over the summer, right? Yeah. I think you showed up right after we left. Right. right. Cause you sense? were there like spring semester. Mm-hmm. And so we had just graduated and we left, uh, like middle of May and we were there until July. And so Carl was there like in, when we were in so many of the exact same places just a few months after I left. So he and this like, is pre. Yeah, this is pre, we didn't know each other, but so like right after the whole lipstick gospel story happened, he showed up, um, in Europe right after me and got to experience new things about himself and God too. And I got a tattoo in Madrid while I was there, but it's not, but it's not a Celtic and it's not, it's a small flower on my foot. Oh yeah. I knew that. Yep. 
All right. Back to the rapid. <laughs> yeah. <let's>... Steph, <laughs> when it comes to your celebrity couple name, do you prefer Carfany or Starl? <laughs> Uh, choose. Uh, you must choose a name. <laughs> and, uh, it's permanent, so uh-huh. choose wisely. Speak now. Well, but the, the problem with this is that people will... The problem is we already it. have a couple name, and it's from Kathy Wilson, Carl's mom, and she calls us, and we get texts to the two of us called Starly. That's our name. Starly. But I'll oh, go with, that's cute. What did you call it? Was it Carfany? Carfany or Starl? I'll go yeah. with Carfany. Carfany. Oh, All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> Starfany. <laughs> this is permanent. All right, Carl. Carfany. Yeah. You like food. We've talked about this. What's yeah, the best meal everything. you've eaten in Nashville? One answer. Oh, man. The best meal. One meal. I the problem with with it is I don't have and maybe the reason why I love food so much is because I don't have a great memory for it. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I can tell you exactly what my favorite Every meal, meal is ever, your best meal. where I was, <laughs> what it was, and who made it, and the exact like, what oh, had this hint of saffron on the like? No, I don't. I'm not that. So I have to keep eating new good things constantly because I don't remember what the last good oh, thing is. Yeah. But um, we went to, there's a really good place downtown. It's actually in the Omni Hotel called Kitchen Notes. And it was just really good. And they have like, it's kind of classic, kind of creative, modern take on traditional Southern food, but they have this biscuit bar. Stop. And so you have like really good food, but then also the like, there's definitely a definite comfort food quality to it, which I really appreciate. When you say biscuit bar, do you mean make your own biscuit or do you mean... It's a bar. No, I mean, there's like multiple varieties of biscuits to Mm -hmm. to select. And they just keep filling, like, they keep filling it up. I ate so many biscuits. Okay, that sounds amazing. Like jams and so so the uh, one big thing about me and food is I love sauces. Yeah. Yeah. We both do, but sauces are pretty great. Sauces, sauce, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the the biscuit, yeah, the the biscuit bar plus all these jams and jellies and creative things to put on them. Which okay. So people visiting Nashville, Omni Hotel, Kitchen Notes. Kitchen, Kitchen Notes is a good spot to Biscuits. hang out. Secret, the secret to that is that if you go there, you can park at the hotel valet for free and you yeah. don't have to worry about that. Carl, dropping Cha-ching. the knowledge. Cha-ching. So let's dive into your story now that we're warmed up with our rapid fire round. So this is something that I think Steph really wants the world to know and it's part of like her, I would say, big message big life message, but your life doesn't start or improve when you get married, when you meet your person, but that you're all about your time as a single person. Mm -hmm. So instead of starting with you, where you guys met, like that magic moment, Mm -hmm. like let's zoom back and talk about your single lives for a little bit. Steph, you write about this a lot and we have a course, the single life course. Steph can tell you more about that. Um, How would you guys say that your single lives prepared you for marriage? In so many ways, Mm -hmm. in so many ways. Um, I feel like part of, part of my time being single was really hard, um, because I, I dated a lot, um, which was good, but every time you date someone, you have to break up. And so I got my heart broken a lot. Um, I went through some really brutal breakups and so that was tough. And then there also was the element of, you don't know when you're going to meet someone. Like you can do everything and there are things you can do to like, put yourself out there and and connect with people and be meeting lots of people. There are things you can do to, to kind of improve your chances, you know? Um, but at the same time, you don't get to decide or, or know when this person is going to show up in your life. And so it's a lot of waiting and it's a lot of like 
you don't know how to plan your life. Um, and so you're just sort of like feeling around in the dark and doing the best you can. And so I think that for a lot of my time being single, that was really frustrating um, and really hard and really, you know, painful and lonely and all the things. Um, but I also had this moment and I remember exactly where I was um, when I had this moment, but I, I realized I had two options. I could either um, just wait and like focus on the longing and um, just kind of put my life on hold until this thing, until this person showed up in my life, or I could make the most of whatever time I had. And um, I actually, I talk about this in the course, this is kind of giving something away, but I asked myself this question and I said, you know, just making this up. Um, if I knew that my person was going to show up in my life in four years, how would I, if I knew that and I could rest on that, how would I live my life today? And I started just kind of living my life as though that was the case. And there were a lot of things I wanted to do. Like um, there were a lot of adventures I wanted to go on. I love traveling and there were so many trips and experiences I wanted to have. Um, I love girlfriends. I love my girlfriends. And so I really wanted to spend time with them and live with them and take road trips with them and see them and connect with them and go deep with them. Um, same with the Lord. Like I really, you know, as soon as I met him, I really wanted to to dive deep in my relationship with him and have a really solid, like fulfilling relationship with him. And same with like my career. And um, the other thing is I really knew that when someone was going to show up in my life, that there were some things about me and some things from my past and some things I some broken pieces in my heart that were really going to hurt the relationship or not hurt it, but make it harder. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's one of the things I did while I was single was I really worked through some major insecurity in my life. Um, And, you know, I like went to counseling and I um, talked with great mentors and I really kind of went on a journey of like healing and self-discovery. And um, those are the things I really like once I kind of made that decision that I was, I don't know how long this is going to last, but I'm going to like ring out every bit of goodness for as long as I have it. I'm going to, I'm going to like live it to the best of my ability for as long as I have it. Um, things really started to change. Did I answer the question? Yeah, I think so. That, you know, you became your best self. Yeah. Yeah. Carl, same question. Can you repeat the question? (laughs) How did your single life prepare you for marriage? Um, I think that it prepared me. I mean, the, cheesy kind of answer is it prepared me for marriage by like preparing me to be in it like a man like a normal functioning responsible respectful honoring human I think that it's this process of like not that I totally agree that and I'm an ad like like an advocate I feel like of when people ask for dating advice or, or I mean marriage advice and stuff like that like the biggest thing that I tell people is that like marriage doesn't change you that you mm-hmm. <clears throat> at least not immediately like it does like like any relationship does you change over time like as you grow close to this person but nothing mat like happens where you wake up Saturday morning and you're you and then Saturday afternoon you say these words and like somebody you're says you're now man and wife and then like you from like are different magically. Mm-hmm. Like then Sunday morning, you don't wake up a whole different person. You're still you with the same thoughts and feelings and emotions. And it's a process to become like a good husband. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, like wanting to focus on, okay, when it's time for me to become a husband, like I want that to be my focus. 
having my single life, I don't know how intentional it was. Like at some point it was intentional, but getting into a process of like, I want my single life, like Stephanie was talking about, to be about being the best version of me that I can become so that hopefully when it's time to like, when I meet that person and I'm dating them and then I get married to them, I don't have to focus on being the best me. I can focus on being the best husband, mm-hmm. right? That's like good, I, yeah. the more I know about me before we get married or the more I understand myself and, and have put good, like healthy habits and like thought processes and, and know what I need and what I don't need and what I, it's easy for me to, to give and what's hard for me to give mm-hmm. when I like, the more I can do those things, the better I'm setting myself up to when the time comes to need, like to have to grow into a good husband. I have the room to do that. Mm, Um, That makes a lot of sense. Travel was a huge piece of it. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't just like, I backpacked in Europe, but I also went on like mission trips in high school and learned a lot that way. And then like, uh, did the backpacking thing in Europe for a few months after I graduated. But then I did, like Stephanie, I did the world race and I went to 11 countries for a year. I spent a year th- to not get too far into it. Where I was at a place that like set me up there for that was that I had just graduated. I had just done this trip for Europe. So I kind of had this taste for travel, but I had come out of a really long relationship and we broke up because I was not who I wanted to be be. Mm -hmm. And I knew I needed to figure some things out. Plus it was like the heart of this recession and I couldn't get a job. And so I'm like, man, what do I want to do? I feel like I've been, I'm supposed to be somebody that I'm not right. I'm supposed to, I feel like I'm supposed to be somebody different than who I have become in my four years of college. How do I get back to that place? And I said, well, I feel like I've got this opportunity. I can't get a job. It's either like go do something I don't really love or go pursue this better version of myself. And honestly, like pursue God, pursue mm-hmm. who God wants me to be. And so I said, if I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay spending a year figuring out who God is and what that means about who I am. Yeah. And that was absolutely huge. And so I did that. And three years later, I met, well, two years after I got back from doing that, I met Steph. And I think that that was a huge part. So. I feel like we avoided... Um, a lot of people say, and I, I mean, people say that the first year of marriage can be really hard and, um, and I don't know if we'll talk about that, but, um, like we've, I feel like we've been through a lot in our lives as a couple. Like we've just like, life has been kind of crazy the whole time we've known each other. But, um, I feel like marriage, we've avoided so much hardship in marriage because of the growth that we both did in our own lives, like pursuing our own health and our own freedom from things that have kind of messed with us in the past. And, um, and, you know, pursuing our own identity and like our identity in Christ and, and getting to know God better and like, you know, having a really great community around us, like yeah. all of yeah. those things. Our marriage is so much better than it would have been if we had gotten married a couple of years before, because we just did a lot of personal growth and healing and yeah. discovery. The relationships piece was huge and not even romantic relationships. It was that we both had had really good friends before, but there are periods in our lives where we intentionally worked on how to have healthy relationships, like non-romantically, right? Like I am not like, there are certain things I had a lot of different roommates for a while, not like just because that's what life kind of threw at me and it wasn't bad. But instead of seeing it as 
oh, I have all these different roommates and I don't like, I just want a girlfriend or whatever. It's like, how do I, eventually I will have somebody who will become my roommate for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. How can I use this time to learn how to be a better roommate? Yeah. How can I use this time to learn how to be a better coworker? Cause that's another, like all of the things are applicable it's that practical in marriage. stuff that you don't necessarily mm-hmm. right. think about when it comes right. to marriage. But yeah, you're still a roommate with someone. Right. You still work together, your partners in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. I would how say to that's, yeah. I think what you both sort of have mentioned that I think is my favorite part about being involved with the single life course is that I feel like Steph, the way that you describe making the most of your single life is pursuing God and pursuing the best version of yourself as two sides to the same coin. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important. It's sort of like the core of your mission and sort of what you guys are describing that you go on these journeys of self-discovery while also at the same time, it's the same thing as diving into this relationship with Christ who does give us our identity and define us. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll do a quick plug. The single life course is awesome. (laughs) Not just to learn how to make the most of your single life, Mm -hmm. but to learn how to pursue God wholeheartedly and with intention and purpose beyond just like read your Bible. Cause you know, your Sunday school teacher told you to. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm going to dive. I'm going to keep us moving along. So please do. Let's start. We, we will not. We'll hang out. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Hang out. yeah. 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 So you guys are from totally different places. Carl's from Indiana. Steph's from Denver. Denver. How did you guys meet? How did you end up? Well, Carl sort of touched on it, but wait, let me do, let me do the general, but then, Wow. Yeah. Then I have a more specific question. Oh, okay. So just like okay. the location. In general, we, so like Carl mentioned, um, he did something called the World Race, an 11 month mission trip to 11 countries. Um, he did that pretty quickly after he graduated college and he went. Um, and then I think you had already gotten back by the time I left. Yeah. I got back and I was, I went on staff, um, there with that organization after I got back. With the organization that runs the yeah, World Race. Yeah. And then I went on the World Race. Um, and then when I got back, they hired me too. And so um, we were coworkers. We worked in the marketing department. And uh, yeah, Carl wasn't technically my boss. He was my absolutely my superior, though. Like, I don't know if you could have found Scandalous. I know. I did not know this. So. Really? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew you worked together, but I didn't know that you were the superior oh no he for sure was yeah Yeah. it was yeah there were times like carl would have to be i would like make a video because for when i first got there i was on the um like video team and i'm putting together like promo videos and stuff and so i would like have this great idea and work really hard for months on this video and then i'd be like carl who is the creative director what do you think and he would totally show me why it wasn't good enough (laughs) and then we had to go on a date so we learned how to work together Really, it was so good uh-huh. for us. Though. Interesting, it was so good for us. Yeah. sparks flying in the marketing department. Totally, <laughs> totally, all kinds. <laughs> okay, so as you guys are making sparks in the marketing department, what were you looking for at that point in a significant other? Choose three qualities, only three. Whoa. Yeah, to okay. narrow it down, we got to keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I wanted someone who really loved the Lord. Um, so it was so someone who had a really like solid faith. Um, I wanted someone who would be my best friend, um, someone who would like be my bud, walk, like walking through life. Um, and oh gosh, picking a third one's hard. I mean, I was looking for a lot of things. Um, a great beard. A great beard. I think yeah. I was looking for someone who was um, really, really kind also, because I think you can find some, like, I think that 
those three things don't often all exist in one person. And yeah. so those are things I was really looking for. Good answers. Cross Good, answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Um, I was looking for somebody who... This is a common reading reader question and listener question. Mm-hmm. What was what are, I? Well, what are godly like? What are the good guys looking for? We know yeah. what terrible humans are looking for. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was looking for somebody who. I mean, I don't want to sound cliche, but I, I was looking for somebody who was living a good story. I was looking for somebody who was passionate about things and who was who was working towards something and had like goals and ambitions and and was kind of. And the distilled version of that is like, I was looking for somebody who was making things happen mm-hmm. in their life, who wasn't expecting me to come in and make things happen for yes, them. Right. Like that was a big part of it. I think, uh, I was looking for somebody who I could talk to about anything. So who had, um, who I didn't feel like I had to keep things from or wouldn't like, I mean, somebody who would accept me. And one of the, th- one of the things that we said early on, was like it, it, in order to kind of, I think in a lot of ways, in order to forgive people and, and really in order to show people grace, like you have to have needed it mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of those areas where like it, it wasn't so much that, um, I wanted somebody who had like made a lot of mistakes. It was some, <laughs> I wanted somebody who, who understood the importance and, and, of forgiveness and grace yeah. and, and compassion yeah, and, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff because they had needed it. Be- like that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. It's just part of, I think our shared story and really yeah. kind of all of ours. Yeah. But, and then the third thing I think is that I wanted somebody who was really fun and who I like, like I just wanted somebody I really liked being around and, and kind of like Steph said, like your best friend or whatever, but yeah. like somebody who given the choice, I want to hang out with you. Yeah. You could totally have that. Good answers, guys. Cute answers. 